to get the racks of weenies off. I'm going to be like this. I, I, I did. This is Beyond the Rig. Welcome to Beyond the Rig. Today is going to be a very fun episode. Uh, if you see sitting next to me, there's Brett Stabler. Um, sitting across from us, of course, is Corey. One more story, Corey Webster. And you one look, more story or two. And you look around and you think you got to use your mic for the for the record. I just got the the note, so let's let's do that hey again, y'all. Corey. There you go, there you go, Corey. Um, but we couldn't we then, couldn't afford an extra it's arm. Old, it's old age. He doesn't remember you need microphones anymore. <laughs> then you have Will. So you got to be wondering, Will normally is it sitting in this seat. Why is Will sitting over there? My fair Will, you're getting rid of me. Will but has decided to go noodling. He is no not, longer. It just, it's not just his farewell. This is his farewell that Will himself planned. Oh, that's you know you know those people that like have a birthday and they're like, oh, I'm gonna throw myself a surprise birthday party because I want everyone to know who I am. That's Will. <laughs> Couldn't get nobody else to come to the party. And we're here just <laughs> for Will because he threw it. He, he this is it. why we're not scripted or anything. It's just like, hey, we're not even actually filming. Look, there's only one thing worse than planning your own podcast. Being what? in it, planning your own funeral, right? <laughs> and we all know Will's close to that too. So so. I just want you to know I'm ready for whatever questions today. I don't want this to be like a stinking script. I want you to bring it on, Stabler. Okay, okay. Yeah. I got some questions. So, right. so Will is not leaving night transportation, <laughs> but he is leaving the podcast. He he really is going home to Tennessee just for how long are you going? A year or so. For a year or yeah. so. What does that mean exactly? Maybe like in English? A year and a half. Tops. A, a year and a half? Since when did it go to a year and a half? God, my chores of what everybody has me having to do. A year and a half there. always turns into longer than a year and a half. Uh, so everyone says the same thing. I'll be divorced after a year and a half. Is, is, trust is, me. Is your missus not going with you? Oh, yeah, they're going. <laughs> but if I don't come back in a year and a half, then I'm going to be paying alimony, and it's in my best interest to return with the family. So in a year and a half, <laughs> when he's finally mastered the art of noodling, he will return back to Arizona, but he's not leaving night. He's just leaving because no. he's moving back to uh, Tennessee. Here, let's go ahead and kill the noodling thing right now. I'm scared <laughs> to death. And Don't I be told a chicken. him for entertainment, I would jump in a river. I watch river monsters and scared to death. A swimming pool. Now, I'm that guy that gets in the pool with a shirt on anymore. Do you think I'm going to jump in the water that's murky to try to fight something? No. I think we could dredge up some old footage. Where he said he was going to go noodling. I said for entertainment purposes I would, but deep down inside I would die like twelve times. So, so Robbie, <clears throat> I, y'all can't see Robbie, but Robbie is behind the camera. Robbie, if you could please dig up that old footage and insert here exactly when he says, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go I'll noodling." Go noodling. I know a guy. You see how he said, <laughs> I know a guy. So Will's notorious for saying and making commitments that he just doesn't hold true to. Oh, right? I'll do it. I mean, I remember when Will when Will first came back and started working for me, and, and one of the things Will said to me is, my wife is Native American. So anything like the Grand Canyon, any of these, 
these places that you need tickets to, like the Skywalk that's like 60 or 80 bucks. He gave she me- can get you tickets for that. Have a soup pie. Oh, my wife can get you permits. You can go down. I said, sweet, let's do it. And guess <laughs> what? Will never did. He gave me like a week Will to Will never. Him. No, like, no, no, no. Hey. So I reminded Will for like six months. Will's like, oh, yeah, yeah, noodling. Uh, yeah, permits. Uh, yeah, the Skywalk. And nothing ever happened. So- so I am never shocked when Will says something and it never happens. That's just Will. He acted like my wife was the does. only Native American standing on the corner with a trench coat handing out Skywalk <laughs> tickets and stuff. Hey, like. The crazy thing is, Will's the one that offered it. He's the one that exactly. offered it, and then it never happened. And but hey, we're glad that he gets to go home to his banjo-playing family with Look. his with, so that his wife can experience a whole new side and culture of America in the I Midwest. Sh- I should have told him on MLK Day, I think <laughs> they were handing out free tickets to any park in Arizona. I should have sent him a message. <laughs> he, he procrastinated long enough to where he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, Stabler, pandemic. So pandemic, I just want to know go. what what Brett was going to give you in return. Nothing. Uh, I gave him his job back. No, he was a bully back in the day. Look, he, 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 he used, came back no, to us. And used, I said, okay, well, I'll take it. He was he was like going into a farm in Tennessee, one of them big old oxy cattle that's over there. They're just intimidating over their whole herd. He used his size to try to bully me around. And he, he was over all, there. All five foot nine hey, of me. Hey, and he said, hey, you know what? How tall I'm are your, you, Will? I'm your leader. And if you don't get it, he's going to put me in a headlock. And I was fearful for my life. And How- I Thought, How man. tall are you, Will? <laughs> uh, almost six one. I could outrun him, but six if he one, gets a hold of me, I see. Well, I, intimidation. Uh, yeah. I, no, you, he. You have to play to your strengths, Will. You should duel him to a home run contest. Oh, oh, we're talking softball now. Uh huh. Yeah, not Cause baseball. Because he, he doesn't play yeah. baseball. He plays softball. softball. And then yes. when you say, okay, it's there a fast pitch softball, he's like, no, no, no. It's when you just lob it on up there. He yeah, wouldn't like even be able to hit underhanded. it. He wouldn't even be able to hit it out of the dirt. Dude, Will, Will's the type of guy in these softball <laughs> tournaments, right? That he, I don't know if you, I've got kids, so they watch Dude Perfect all the time. And they do these, <laughs> like, they mock these different things all the time. So one time they were talking about, they did this whole segment about mocking the softball guy. And every time they did it, it was Will. It was Will to a T. Got a brand new bat every game. Steps up to the plate. Wait a minute. That fence is a little far. But, okay, let me tell you how you want to pitch it. And he hits it hard. He's, he's running down the baseline, flexing. Even though he doesn't have anything to flex. Little beer belly hanging out. We all know how that goes, Had Will. to get the new bat because I beat the composite off of it over here. Beat the composite off. Beat the composite off. off. So, so awesome. hey, we know that you're an avid softball player. But are there any teams Anywhere in Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, I already had it scripted, so I'm probably going to get beat up because out here I've got a track record of talking crap, and they're a, they're acclimated to me. Back over there, God, country people, man, it's going to be difficult. I'm you get country, it. son, you country. No, when I talk to people now and I can barely understand them, they're like, "Wow, you you sound so sophisticated." I'm thinking. God, you sound completely horrible like you're scripting for deliverance. I can't wait till he comes back after six months, after a year and a half, and listen to how you sound. So the only reason you're not going to play is because you can't talk crap in their language? No, I'm going to talk crap. But then you'll think you'll be hurt. Oh, probably. Yeah, I'm going out all the way. I'm going to go for, like they say, go to prison and find the biggest dude and hit him. That's what I'm going for. And then Just he'll swing. run like he always does. <laughs> I'm going for the fences over here. So if you see me swing two black eyes, I've been told twice. 
That way you know I really get pounded. <laughs> <Until> twice. <laughs> Can you send us pictures? I will. I'll send pictures. <laughs> That's what softball is, running your mouth. It don't matter how good you are. Well, I don't think it matters <laughs> if you're playing softball or if you're working or if you're doing a podcast. Running your mouth is like your A1A God-given talent. <laughs> that is the, that's what I bring. That is what you are amazing at. <laughs> and we certainly will miss that. We will miss that. We will miss that. I partially will miss that. You're going to miss it. <laughs> Just partially. <laughs> Brett Stabler will miss it. He'll be texting Even secretly. Stabler will miss he you. Listen, will. listen, when Will... <laughs> When Will came on my team, when he came back tonight, and I allowed him to come back and be a part of my team. So magnificent. He, he was a DDM for us out in Phoenix, the Phoenix Terminal. And uh, obviously, anybody that knows Will knows how great he is with drivers, and they all loved him. Well, the Phoenix Terminal is big enough that we, we have two DDMs. And he and the other DDM at this time, they, they weren't exactly seeing eye to eye. And there was some arguing and some bickering like you see two children doing. Kind of like, like in softball, yeah, right? And so I had to pull him into my office, and I had to say, okay, I had to separate. I say, Will, listen, I'm going to talk to X, Y, and Z person first. I want you to go stand over in that corner. And when I'm done talking to this person, then I'll have you come, and we'll hear your story. Then we'll bring you both together, and we're going to figure this out. So off Will goes you know, to this corner, and he's standing there. And we're sitting there trying to have a conversation, and he's just outside my office, and I'm thinking, what is that noise? <laughs> and, I, and I look at the other person, I'm like, is somebody, like, I feel like there's somebody talking, and we look over, Will's literally talking to the corner. <laughs> he's all by himself, and he's just like right in the corner, immersed, talking. And he's, and he thinks this, and I'm like, this is not going to work, so we had to bring Will back in. I'm like, all right, you're just going to sit in here, and you're just going to be calm, and you're not going to talk. Otherwise, I'll have to call your mom and ask for your medication. And that's going to be a whole big deal. Do you know why? Because he was acting like Johnny Cochran over here, and I was over practicing my script for my defense over here. I'm about to get roasted in here already. So I saw him pointing his finger, and he already had like a changes form. And I'm like, man, I've got to come up with something quick over here. Hey, this is is that the, one the, great, the great news is the two of them worked it out, and they became very good friends, and they were incredible DDMs. Is this when you said, Linda, can you please take him off my hand? (laughs) (laughs) That's probably about that time. (laughs) I had to zail the other DDM just to make it look legit. It worked. Yeah, reoccurring thing every month. So (laughs) I thought you were going to say that. That story's a little exaggerated, as you probably could tell, but uh, we we all love Will. 95% of that was actually accurate. It's the five percent. Yeah, the only part that was not was the zelling. <laughs> so, has anybody ever heard the story of how you got into the industry? Oh no! Are you uh, are you wanting your ratings to absolutely tank? No, I just want to know <sighs> what I have a, a one question. Want to know the answer? Was it legal or illegal? Did you get in? I wasn't like one, one of your former guest. At, uh, no, mine was legal, <laughs> legit. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you the story on how I got into it. So in Tennessee, man, all of my friends were dropping like flies, drugs, going to jail, suicide. Good gosh. And I was a heathen. I was kind of a heathen back in the day. Not like trouble with the police or anything, but, man, I was into sports, but I was just, I was kind of hell on wheels. And uh, No surprise. It was it was one of those to where my, my dad and my stepmom said, you're either going to the military or you're going to find something to straighten you out. So I called Schneider National in 1998, and uh, they had my bags packed for me. 
<laughs> and two days later, I was dumped off in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that so was literally. They drove you to Charlotte? And oh, they you drove off? me. There so was you, no so negotiating. Said, Schneider, please, I can't go to the military. I am a type of guy that can't handle that. Say what you yeah, said. I was kind of. I need you guys. I, I said, okay, we'll yeah, take you. Yeah, you need me, Schneider. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> so I, what, what happened to the delivering moonshine in a box truck? Oh, so so before we get into the Schneider days, that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking we'll go about. Way back. Was it so legal there is, so or there illegal? Is a statue of limitations in the state of Tennessee over here, so you can't come <laughs> after me. Just for the record, <laughs> so there was an '84 Honda Civic, and that it was like the one, like the Wayne's World had, like the little glass rear end, oh, and yeah. uh, where Isn't that I called hatchback, like a yeah, bubble, yeah. Where I knew that I was a driver, my buddy was like, "Hey, we went up to Cobb County." Newport, which is on this scripted show on moonshiners and stuff, to where it's very podunk. Uh, and this little Honda Civic, like the hatchback, he says, we've got like 136 mason jars to go to Texarkana. And I was like, let's do this. So I asked my my buddy, I am said, hey, are you up for a road trip? Like, and we yeah. did. We had that Honda Civic like this right here <laughs> loaded down. He was sweating bullets because I was like, I was calm as cucumbers. Like you could have cut my veins and ice water would just float out. And I knew once I delivered the moonshine across state lines, that was the only time that I've done that. But I knew that I had a niche for getting things across state lines. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was wondering Legal where this was going to go, right? <laughs> yeah. Then after that, that I kind of, uh, that was your talent. Yeah, I delivered caskets. So what are you stuff. like? Fourteen when that started? Twelve. Okay. Yeah, illegally setting on some phone books, <laughs> half, half a shoe <laughs> on, right? Yeah, but that was kind of literally like the start of it, and then uh, then box trucks around the city of Knoxville. That's how you acquired the gift of gab was just going in and uh, talking, talking, talking to people. Yeah. yeah. So you're a Tennessee Volunteer fan? Oh yeah, that's right. I remember Volunteer fan. Yeah, can all you, of our teams. Can you are sing horrible. it? What? Rocky Top. Oh, I can barely talk English. You want me to sing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember how that tune true. goes. The question is, do you know it or not? I do know it. But if I was in the shower, I'd probably sound like Whitney Houston, sir. So I'm going to save the public and not sing. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Thank you for not making me sing. All right. So <laughs> then you went from illegal. Yeah, then one you time. went to box truck yeah. or brought box Truck, yep, box and then truck. you went to Schneider. Schneider. Yeah, went to Schneider, and uh, spent a couple months up there getting my CDL legally, and uh, you had a commitment. And actually to, passed. Yeah, I passed. You know, it was uh, I kept dropping money on the course out there. It was like, oh, look at that. What are these 20s, 50s, and 100s just floating around this <laughs> course out here? <laughs> <laughs> moonshine, moonshine money. <laughs> <laughs> moonshine money. <laughs> But uh, I spent a couple months doing that training, and uh, then it was off to the races, man. Across the United States, I went, and uh, I knew I loved it. Yeah. So you, you were a company guy for how long? Oh, years, a couple years. And then you went into, did you go into owner-operating? I, I did. I lost your... out big time as an oh. owner-operator. Yeah. Why is that? Because uh, I thought I knew everything just because I, I could deliver freight across state lines and uh, be on time. I mean, I was doing stuff illegally back in the day, sure. running three logbooks, if I even had a logbook. And uh, my first dose is when I knew that my smart aleck mouth got me in trouble. It was in California. Uh -oh. And, uh, oh, I went over the grapevine to go help in Kettleman City 
with a uh, truck that had been hitting the tandems with a load of sugar. So they got me out there and worked me like a dog, just helping sling 40,000 pounds, me and this other individual who was as lazy as like a sack of wet flour. And as they're sitting over there hydrating, I'm over here slinging bags of sugar. And uh, I got pulled over going over the grapevine for going in the wrong lane. And like eight hours later, I come back to get into a rest area or a truck stop at the bottom of the hill. And lo and behold, I get Here's pulled over by the same officer. And uh, I didn't have any logbook. I was already tired. And I, I asked, I said, oh, am I helping pay for the uh, electricity crisis oh, in California? No. And uh, he did not like me. He did not like my French accent. He did not like the way I looked. Everything about me. And he asked for my logbooks. And I couldn't produce them. But if I'd have been smart enough now, knowing what I know now back then, I would have just said I lost them. But no, I was like, here you go. And it was all kinds of mucked up. $1,500. That was your fine? That was my fine. I tried not to pay it for like two years. And uh, they had a, 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 a warrant out for my arrest in California, oh which I got God. an alert at my mom and dad's house in Tennessee. So I was scared to death. So I, I hopped on it pretty quick to take care of my ticket. <laughs> We are awfully proud of, of our Will Phipps. <laughs> at least that was prior to him being at I night. I think there's a reason why we didn't know that background. Things may have things may not have turned out quite as nice for you. Yeah. But see, known. the good thing is relating to the drivers, they can't pull anything over. It's kind of like your kids when they do something. It's like, no, no, no. I've done that. I got caught. You're not getting away with it. So This is true. That's true. Especially as a DDM, you were very, very good. In that world, in the safety world. <laughs> well, let's follow that. So you were owner-op, and then where did you go next? Well, he was, he was a failed owner-op, but go on. <laughs> yeah, so I, after losing many skins in the owner-op game, uh, I was kind of just floating around. I was uh, going to, like, contracted driver services here in town. And uh, after years of driving for company and trying the owner-op game, uh, my first crack at the office was I went to a, a mattress company downtown Phoenix. And mattress. a salesman from night by the name of Mark Dean. Remember oh. Mark? Oh, yeah. Mark mm. actually was standing on the dock, and he says, you'll talk to anybody. And I thought, well, why not? You know, I'm from the South. That's what we're taught to do is talk to everybody. Whether it's right or wrong, you just sit there and just shoot it up with anybody. don't even matter. Right. He then said, hey, we have a position over at, uh, at night transportation. Would you be interested? I was like, I didn't even know anything about night transportation. I knew they were red trucks and had a joust with a guy on a sticker on the <laughs> side. And this is in like 04. And uh, Mark, Jason Wallace, and myself went to uh, dinner. And uh, Jason Wallace was actually my first terminal manager and gave me my first crack at, uh, at working internally in an office. Wow. As a driver manager? Uh, safety director. Safety. I mean, I went straight from the freezer to the frying pan. Big time <laughs> there. Yeah. Okay. Now back up. How did you end up in Phoenix? You go from yeah, Tennessee to us. Georgia, and I'm still I'm still stuck in Georgia. In California somewhere. on the Great Well, driving California, but we're oh, how, just kind of bouncing you, around. You see states. You that just you, said uh, I want to go to Arizona. My very first load out from uh, from the East Coast, going up to 95. I uh, finally got out to like Dallas, and then from Dallas, yeah. I went out to California. I knew that I hated California. I was like, they scared you to death. It was 55 mile an hour. They had airplanes that were monitoring the CBs. So you're over there thinking, man, you got to get behind somebody and let whoever's in front of you get the ticket. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was like, oh, I can't drive 55 mile an hour. And I knew I didn't want to go to California, but I went up to Flagstaff. It was in like August. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very nice up there. <laughs> and I fell in love, went back to Tennessee. And uh, Flagstaff is kind of bait and switch in the summertime. Yeah, yeah it is. Smoking mirrors. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Temperature's great. Yep. The winter. Drive down, so you the drive hill. down the hill and you're in the desert. Nah, yep. 115. Not so much. And then I made a couple little trips down into uh, the valley here within the, you know, the next year. Yeah. And then decided, you know what? I like the area. I like okay. the area. I think I can play softball here. Nah, <laughs> I didn't even care about softball back then. <laughs> no. Man. no, actually, my very first day here in Phoenix, Arizona, man, I don't even know if I should share this, but I'm going to. Oh boy. I, I had After like, the illegal moonshine? No, I had like Why not? No, I had like $800 cash in my pocket and uh, I had me and my dog and I went to a payphone on uh, 43rd Avenue in Indian School at Kmart. And uh, I was calling a guy about a room to uh, to rent out, shared room. I didn't know anything. I didn't know there was crime, who cares, you know, whatever. And uh, after Uh-oh. I got off the payphone, that got surrounded by like five cars and the guy pulled up his puma those white pants and uh, he had a gun his other buddy was sitting over there and they took all my cash everything so you went from eight hundred dollars to nothing to nothing real quick and i thought oh my goodness is this my welcome you know and i learned real quick that's your welcome that was my welcome to arizona and you stayed i stayed actually my dad man had the western union money so, wow. Yeah, they didn't have Zelle and all that. So not only was he Western mad, he's saying, <laughs> what the fees. heck have you gotten yourself into? Why are you out there? What are you doing? So I got a good lecture. But uh, the little bit of money that I got, I made it happen. So let, wow. let's talk a little bit about, you came on board as a safety director under under Jason Wallace. And then you disappeared for a time. You thought you had it all figured out. You could go wherever you wanted. I did. I ventured Life around. Life going to be good. Why don't you share with us how that happened? I, I left to actually go to Swift. Oh, okay. yeah, I went to Swift for uh, actually about three and a half, four years and uh, working in the safety department over there. And uh, once again, I thought I knew it all. And uh, when the tough got going, it was uh, I really didn't f- figure out the office politics side of things. I thought that I had knew, known everything there is to know. And I thought, OK, somebody will treat me right. And uh, so I went out dabbling around in some uh, civil construction companies over at Swift. And uh, I remember the owner of this uh, construction company. I don't even care. I'll say the name Truesdale. And this guy was the most arrogant millionaire ever in the history. And uh, he would always be the one that would flaunt his money to me. And he tried using that as intimidating factor for me. He set me down in this big conference room and the table's like... 75 feet long and he's got his little butterfly collared shirt and his shoes and stuff and he literally kicks his feet up and he goes do you think you're worthy to run this role and i'm thinking all i'm doing is running a bunch of junky equipment for you to put like on the road getting them cleaned up (laughs) he's got great conversation (laughs) skills doesn't he (laughs) no this guy this is how he came at me and he says well if it don't work out here he goes i just don't see you're very happy and he asked me this question, and I knew that where I belong. He goes, well, if it's not here, your heart is at, where would you want to be? And I told him right then and looked him in the face, and I said, if I ever have the opportunity to return back to uh, night transportation, I said, I felt like I paid my dues, Ooh. and I knew, I knew what I could bring. And then that's where, when I interviewed, they had like nine people, 
And I already knew the game plan. The more people they bring in, they're trying to rattle you and ask you questions. It's not the game plan. It was the game plan. No, the I had it figured <laughs> out. That's just called a panel interview, hey, but go on. I, I was <laughs> Clearly, hey, you don't have it all figured out. I was interviewing <laughs> them. After like the 10th person, I'm like, man, we're an hour and a half into this interview, and they led me to Brett, and that's where the magic happened. Oh, boy. We frolicked off down the Arizona aisle. And uh, I chose Brett. He was trying to throw me under the bus, but I chose look, him. Look at, look at him say, hey, I chose him. I chose that's, Brett. That's not entirely how that's happened, but that's okay. That's funny. This is, his, this is his final kinda like farewell. Kind of like Marty. the voice, I, tro- I chose you, yeah. right? But I will say, out of, the, out of all the leaders that I had, he was probably the funnest. Yeah, because oh. honestly, did you hear that, Linda? Did you just hear the jab that I just did? You uh-huh. just hear that? No, no, no. Did we just hear that? Can I just hear that? And I say that. Can we replay that? Of all the leaders I've ever. And the reason had. why I say that, because Stabler, you were the best. Well, keep Brent, going, keep going. Brent didn't know anything about trucking. It was like <laughs> he had no clue he, about he transportation. And I'm thinking. He, he wanted me to come on. He was in pharmaceutical sales. And I'm thinking, how does, how does this guy get to run the largest fleet in Arizona? We, we had like 215 trucks. And I'm thinking, okay. But he would sit in there and he kept the morale going. And then I learned real quick. I said, you didn't have to know anything about trucking. I said, he had people skills. And if you wanted a leader to talk, I'd never seen a type like him manage people and he would be in there singing he couldn't sing a lick and but he would keep the spirits up so much in our division i said it, it was actually it was very fun i can't wait to hear wow. it so for that i can't I, wait i, I tip my hat but for everyone you. else I, I, all the I, other I, leaders they and suck. all the other leaders that no. you ever had Will. i truly wish that i could sit here and say that's full of crap i didn't do it all about trucking he's right i didn't know anything <laughs> i think but that's what was so funny. can you sing <clears throat> Can I sing? Uh huh. I, I want to know. I sing. And he would sing whatever. I mean, he didn't care. <laughs> Come on, a pop I mean, Boy George, uh, Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, <laughs> whatever was on. I, I could <laughs> sing it. Yeah, we did it every Friday. Every it, it Friday. It was. It was fun. Open mic. Uh, he didn't every need Friday. a mic, man. He's no, very loud. Just, just yeah, he was officer. a loud guy. It was good. It was fun. And it wasn't knocking anybody else, but he had. It was just like totally the most was knocking everybody unique. else. All of us. Yeah, unique. He was unique. Corey. <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, we had a good team. Corey, I think you're a wonderful leader. I think you're a wonderful leader. Thank you, Corey. Wow. No, it's not, it's <laughs> Will, not enough. I think you're an amazing person. <laughs> thanks, thanks, David. Thank I you. don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. That's a great story. And when Will's did you learn this po- ever since, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I'm. I regret the fact that now that I know this, that I approached well, Stabler and said, "Stabler, I gotta have Will Phipps on my team." Yeah, I had to convince. I'm sorry, him I he did didn't want to leave, but I did have to convince him. No, yeah. what happened was Linda. Linda came inquiring. They, they were starting this new kind of project and with DQP and other things. And 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 Will, as everybody knows, including the drivers that are out there that know him, he loves drivers and he's great with them. They, right. He, probably because he's been through he's been through the grind the way they have and he can he's got empathy for that and but and it, it shows. Yeah. And, and and he wanted to get into more of a of a teaching type role, um, which that was that yeah. that position. So and that things have kind of morphed and in, into who he is and where he's at now, which yeah. 
really hasn't been too much, but we still love having them around. <laughs> without, without getting all syrupy, one of the things I've always really, uh, and that's I've loved about Will and liked about him is how he makes a connection with drivers because he's lived the, lived the life. Mm-hmm. And they l- make a connection with him and then continue to be friends with him. Yeah. And call him, call him for advice, call him for when they get in some, and just to come by and say hi. So you got uh, you got a good memory to remember all those folks. <laughs> right, it's a curse yeah. sometimes too. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, thank you. See, we got all all mushy there just in a in a in a, in a second. Well, well, he did <coughs> tell me a secret. So when he puts the drivers in this phone, like if the driver gives him his phone number, puts it in there. So like if this driver, if he called that guy, what up, yellow shoes? Then in this thing is the driver's name, Yellow Shoes. So when he answers the phone, hey, Yellow Shoes, how's it going? I put a quality about each person. That way what he date, knows. What date they attended DQP and something about them. Like our bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how That's Kevin awesome. used to take so you, still, you still have You still have that right now? Oh, yeah. And his phone. <laughs> Which is what, awesome. What, do you have I think Higby that in there or Dolliver or any of those guys? <laughs> Higby's known as ear hair and nose hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's you that, knew that, that was Steve, coming. Steve, Steve. <laughs> okay, I want to know what, what what Brett's handle is. Brett? No, I just had him as uh, Brett Stabler, Arizona Service Center Manager. <laughs> I keep the professionalism, but if there's somebody that was, they talk crap, or or like the big old guy who tried breaking my hand in there. Yeah, he was handbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> remember him? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so yeah. funny. That's so you can So he was, him. what, six, seven? If not more. About 300 pounds. A big old country dude. But everybody everybody in the terminal, in the, in the Buckeye facility, knew well, that when it came to drivers, you need Will. Will could Will could calm them down. Will could keep them in, talk them off the ledge. For oh, yeah. In fact, when I was running Southern California, and Will had nothing to do with SoCal <laughs> at that time, or Phoenix, I think you were working with Linda on the, on the DQP project, I would have to go out to the Fontana yard once a quarter, and I would take Will. Because, <laughs> because he was just so good with the drivers, and they loved him. So even even when he wasn't working for me, he was still coming with me to do stuff like that. How did you get into softball? Uh, driving my wife and family crazy. I have so much energy. They said that go find a hobby. Yeah, they go find something. So I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember true. I His remember. wife is the sweetest and calmest lady. Yeah, total opposite of me. Yeah, she's she like a so, live. She is so calm and sweet. Yeah. She'd have to <laughs> be guy. completely yeah. opposite of him. If no not, kidding. It work. Could you imagine yeah. living with me? No. No. You kidding me? We couldn't no. imagine working. Most with people me. can barely <laughs> sit in this podcast room. And yes, my poor wife was like, "You have to find something." So I had to go pimp myself out, standing at the fence <laughs> over there at softball. I got next field. me. Pick <laughs> me. Yeah. Be like, pick me. Hey, and they would look at you and go. Uh, no. I was like, <laughs> all right. So, uh, no. After, uh, honestly, after about a year and a half, uh, you, uh, they, they finally that. said, all right. Yeah. I was like, man, this guy just keeps showing up. Come on, bring your glove. And I was like a little kid, man. I had my glove, like a little, little tortilla. Had that baby you could roll up in your back pocket. And I went out there and that was all she wrote. Oh, God. Yeah, start networking. I never, I, hey. He took the C League by storm. No, the, <laughs> The funnest it's part. It's the senior league. You know that, <laughs> the right? Senior yeah. league. The funnest part of softball is just the ability just to talk crap and have fun with them. And then they put up with it. 
That's the funnest thing, and then not getting pounded in the ground. That's been the challenge over the years, because there's some pretty big hog mollies out there that could just hog mollies. eat you down. Hog <laughs> mollies. What's a hog molly? You don't even ask. <laughs> yeah, a hog molly is a country dude that stands like anything over 6'4", and uh, you could just see their calloused hands, and you could tell they've done nothing but sling round bales of hay you know, for a living. And, Where does uh, the molly come in? I don't know. I just heard it a long time ago <laughs> from country people oh and it just kind of ran with From it. his kinfolk. Oh I guarantee gosh. you there's somebody out there that's listening to this and watching Hog Molly. Please respond. You've got my back. Country people know what it is. Yes, yeah, send yeah, us an email. Sure we would love people? to see that. Oh, it's country people. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, it's 100% country. Okay. Like Hog Molly. I just molly. wasn't sure if it was like deliverance people. No, no, no. You were a Hog Molly. Hey, you were a hog molly. I've never worked. stood taller than six four. You were like one of those <laughs> Grecian <laughs> wrestlers, like four foot eight. <laughs> and you're eight. Oh, didn't we just say you were five nine? Five nine. Yeah. No, he's giving himself. What he's not good at is listening. No, he's like <laughs> Kyler Murray. He wants to sell himself up. No, I don't need to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to. Kyler. Kyler has to sell himself up because of millions of dollars. No, he's actually taller than you. Who? Kyler Murray. Yeah, I know. He's like five ten and a half. I get it. <laughs> Giant. Well, I don't know what you're getting at it's here. Five ten and a half. I'm just taking my stabs at him five, when ten, I can five, here. You can't hey. take stabs at me for something I've already oh, said. Look, I'm five hey, nine. My, my time is running out here. This is my last. <laughs> That's right. We forgot. This is your party that you're throwing this for yourself. It. What else? I do you, want the like little pony about, brought in and the little cake with a unicorn on it. This is this princess's Dang, final we farewell. We should have totally <laughs> got him a unicorn cake. Totally. Yeah. Why didn't we? Dang it. Why didn't we get this princess a Right, this princess cake. needed a cake, and y'all didn't come through. We would have ate it, too. <laughs> well, we didn't Push come pause. through, because I still we'll haven't got my one. Skywalk tickets or oh. Havasupai tickets. I'm going to get them for you. Oh, my my yeah. wife's got the tribal land. She knows all the people. I get these, no problem. No, and you and we had a gentleman that when he was going for the wreaths across America, I had money set aside because I made a, a a deal on camera that he did. if he won the truck, yeah. I had to buy him a Texas bumper, and I was That's sweating right. bullets, and I was like, oh my gosh! So you he know what did. I did? I had to take five hundred bucks just to set it off to the side, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually going to happen. I thought he was really going to win it. I know, I was and, so uh, upset. I was. I was going to get that bumper for him. So I give my word. Hey, it might not have happened back years ago, yeah, but I'm going to get that you. Will. It's, it's very easy to say. <laughs> I put $500 aside. No. I was sweating bullets because no. you know it didn't happen. The slimly flown. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he was going to say, hey, my wife can get you a bumper. <laughs> she didn't want nothing to do. She would run me over with that bumper. Hey, all I want to know is if you're getting it for Stabler, I want I want in on this deal too. Negative. We're gonna hurry. My wife's mom and them are going to Italy for. They're going for months. Hey, if yeah. it gets closed, don't worry about it. What Italy? Not going anywhere? No, they have some exemption. We're, there, there's a thing called the, a worldwide pandemic that's been going on for like the past. I don't know, five or six years now. So <laughs> I, I don't know if they're going to be able to It's called closed borders, Will. <laughs> they closed the borders to slow the spread, so I don't think they're getting anywhere. Have you checked to see if Tennessee's borders are open? We don't even know if he Tennessee's can get there. Tennessee's borders? Yeah. i got back roads to get in. Are you driving? i got back roads. Are I'm you driving. You're driving again? I the am. Roads that are, are, are closed, yeah. the, the roads no. are closed off. I'm actually the track tomorrow night about midnight. You're gonna start okay. off at midnight. Midnight. Why well, so? Why so late? Because then they'll end at a nice time of the day. Yeah. So well, you can bypass all of the port of what, entries. What type of advice, if you could give drivers? <laughs> let's let's just pretend that this was your last time 
on the microphone in this room. I, I say let's pretend because we all know that's you're probably going to be back sooner than later and you'll be right in front <laughs> of the microphone again. So if you had a chance for this one last time to tell drivers, give to give the drivers the best advice from Slick Willie Phipps, what would that Slick advice Willie. be? My advice for drivers would be slow down. Everybody that gets into the industry wants to expedite their training. They want to make a million dollars with no experience. So I would tell them, take your time. Uh, enjoy the training out there. Uh, pay your dues. And listen to anybody that's willing to mentor and give you advice. Because everybody wants to make a million dollars in the, in the first couple months. It's, it's not going to happen. Uh, you have to take the good, the bad, and the indifferent. Take every low. Don't turn down anything. And uh, I, I, I told myself when I got into trucking, I'm the, probably the most competitive person that's out there. And I wanted to come in and outdo everybody that's around me. So if I was driving with 10 other people, I wanted my name out for my driver manager to know that I would take everything, not complain about it, get it there safely, and then that way they knew that I was dependable. And uh, that would be what I would tell the drivers. Slow down, enjoy it, pay your dues, and enjoy the ride. It can open up many doors for you. Nice. Good advice. Wow. Would you have expected that kind of advice from Will? No, but we appreciate that advice, Will. That was great advice. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. (laughs) It has its moments. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) Willisms. I know, we will miss the Willisms. And you guys know that I'm not leaving the company. So I bet within the last two weeks, so I have to clear the air. So I've gotten (laughs) phone calls that think I'm either dying uh, I'm leaving to go to another company. Uh, I am not. He's literally gotten like two phone calls. Yeah, that's yeah. right. One I'm was actually from Corey, and the other was from Linda. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually part of a program called Top Gun, and uh, it's like a spinoff from a commercial driving school, the academy, which we take the CDO school gives the foundation, and the Top Gun is simulations and we have where they get to sleep in a truck and start seeing what life will be like out on the road and uh these are very expensive simulators and uh it's supposed to uh get a driver prepared so before they go out with a trainer or a mentor they've started to experience sleeping in a truck uh backing maneuvers seeing what life will be like and it's supposed to uh help ease them into an industry to make sure it's something that they really want to do. And uh, I'm going to be doing that in Tennessee and traveling around on the East Coast. Very nice. You're only getting rid of me for a short little while. I'll be back. So A year to a year and a half, supposedly. En- enjoy this break from Will. and uh, I'm, sure. I'm not sure we're going to have any availability out back out here. So <clears throat> Exactly. But I'm glad they've got something for you in Tennessee where you can continue <laughs> to thrive and I'm great cleaning toilets, send you, you know, water, you know, getting food, running errands. That's good. <laughs> so when we were doing TQP a f- couple of years ago, we used to always start off with the new new <clears throat> candidates coming in to orientation and ask them what's on their bucket list. Right. And Will would say that he wanted to build a cabin in Tennessee. And that was one one of the things on his bucket list. And he would say that over and over and over again. So who knows? Are you building a cabin? After a year and a half. Uh, got the uh, property. 
But with the price of material, it's probably going to be a modular home or something with wheels <laughs> drug over there. Come to reality. Box. Uh-huh. Yes. I always had this dream of being manly, like the, the brawny paper towel guy out there with your, with your tool belt. And you're out there just hammering and packing mud in the, in the logs down and the stuff and, and building a cabin. That's what I had envisioned. But so y'all don't have trees in Tennessee on this do. property? We do. You heard what it was here what first. Was that? He is not a manly, manly man. man. What was that thing you called? Holly, Molly? Hog Molly. Hog Molly. Hog Molly. You wanted to be a hog Molly? I got big friends over there. Hey. <laughs> a oh, hog so, you've Molly. Got, so you've already got the property? Got an RV set up over there, man. And hey, it's just... <laughs> From the freezer to the frying pan. Is it out in the middle of nowhere? How, how, what are we talking? How many acres do we have here? Three. It's on three nice. acres right nice. now. Yeah. Yeah. Is it in the center of three acres? Uh, kind of off to the side. It's kind of okay. like a, a bowl of soup right now. It's been nothing but rain. And uh-huh. when I get there, it's a nightmare. Uh-huh. But like, I think it's Disney. really cool yeah. that you've been saying on my bucket list, this is what I want to do. And now he's going to do it. So does that mean the plan is eventually to retire in Tennessee? I don't know. I'm actually very nervous about even going back, honestly. Why? Because I've been out here for almost 21 years, and this is my home. I mean, I was, I was, that was my childhood back there, but Arizona is. We accepted him. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even spit Even when they for, mugged him. Yeah, they didn't spit was, me back out. Accepted <laughs> even when they mugged him, <laughs> we still kept him. I'd, like ha- I'd like to be a snowbird. Yeah. Okay. I would like to be a snowbird. They got some pretty land up in Tennessee, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Beautiful. I've seen like Garth Brooks and his ranch that's out there. He's got it, big money. My home's got wheels nice. on it, Britt. <laughs> hey, nice. Garth Brooks' home does not have wheels on it. Will Phipps' home will have wheels and can be moved I'm, I'm at talking, any time. I'm talking more of the, the land, Will. We all know that's not happening for you. But it, it's, that's it's hilarious. Yeah, that dude's probably got 3,000 acres. I'm looking at three acres here. Yeah, you, you, God, probably, won't, you won't, probably won't be farming much on yours. Be close to water? No, I talked to a guy here at night, though, and he taught me how to have chickens. So I plan on having yeah. chickens, and there's a pond. And, uh, yes, I'm going to try it, man. You probably can, won't eat it. You can have there, uh, <laughs> cows, too. Yeah, I don't know about the cows. Are there other are there other like homes or property around the area? Uh, there's or one all secluded. No, there's kind of a weird neighbor off to the right hand side. Yeah. <laughs> a weird <laughs> Yeah, neighbor? weird. Like, like this dude. Molly. No, this dude don't even have electricity. He's no. living off, off the, the grid. Ah, uh, he looks well, like he's I'm pretty maybe sure. he's got I'm solar panels. No, I'm pretty he sure no this guy panels. could probably help you build that little oh, cabin yeah. you want. I've seen this dude stand we, on the front porch of his trailer, and he barely could stand out there, and he put his old rickety finger up, and he's very creepy looking. <laughs> That's you, the neighbor that you want to keep close eye on over oh, here, and I hope that he doesn't come over and ask oh, me for a should, cup of sugar, nothing. You should go meet him. No. Yes. No, this, no, this guy. You should go meet him because he could be he could be your best friend. I guarantee he does not have accessibility to listen to this podcast, and I will not be reaching out an olive branch for this guy. He's very creepy. Oh, that's not like what if, you. What if he walked back into his his trailer or his house and he he's got a missus in there? And he's like that new neighbor. Of there's ours. no. He's, so, he's got this is, bald head and beady little uh, eyes, and I, he won't shut up. I, I guarantee he's a weird one. I guarantee there's no missus in this trailer. Not at all. <laughs> not a hundred percent. Not at all. Okay. Not happening. They're playing your theme song.
That's the guy's music right there, banjos over here. And that's what, when you see this, Deliverance Part 2, and I stay away from well, it. Well, yeah. Well, oh everybody knows you were the kid on Deliverance playing the banjo. That's what this is. There's an old, like, country people know that if you hear the woods whisper, you, you run. You do not go into it. You don't go into the woods. Do not go into the woods. <laughs> so on your property, are there woods? Oh, yeah. It's surrounded on the back part. For woods, I'm yeah. not going in. I'm city-fied now. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm kind of So you're not even going to have a little garden? Oh, yeah, I'm going to have a garden. So in your pond, is it stocked with, like, catfish? No, I think all the fish died. So are you going to stock it? Yeah, there's a turtle. There's a snapping turtle. (laughs) It sounds like the most pathetic. (laughs) Are you going to stock it? I cannot wait to go out there. That's our goal. No, I'm not going in the woods. (laughs) So, you know, my husband's from Georgia, and I've always wanted a pond ever since I've been there because – like we go over to the, his parents don't have a pond, but a friend of his does. And they'd say, y'all want to make catfish? And we'd be like, yeah. So we go over there to the catfish pond. You just throw this feed out into the thing and then you just take a net and you're like, oh, this one's a good one. Or no, that's not going to feed us. But you only took enough, you know, obviously mm-hmm. that you right. needed. But it was the coolest thing ever since then. I'm like, dang, I'd like to have a catfish pond. Probably koi fish and goldfish. They what? get bit. Or carp. But yeah, why I don't would want you no want stinking because Are you going to eat the goldfish? No, you don't eat any of that. Why, why would you, would you eat you catfish? Waste it? No, the catfish have like catfish. They have like six eyeballs from all the chemicals that people's dumped in the water. No. Catfish are disgusting. Are you kidding me? No. Look at them. Those those noodlers, they pull those things out and you're just like. Why in the world would you oh. even want? They are the most hideous so good. fish. Don't do. You koi. know what they you are? Can't eat that. I don't want to eat them all. If I want fish, I'll go to Long John Silver's. That's it. Oh my <laughs> God! It. You are hey, kidding me. If it's me. got tempura just dripping Long off of it, nastiness. <laughs> that's my kind of tempura. Yeah. He said if I want fish, I'm gonna go to Long John Silver's. Well, then you're probably eating carp at Long John Silver's. Some of that farm-raised goodness. I am not eating anything out of the water. Water up there. No, you know uh, what a cat. You, you know what a catfish it? is, right, Will? Huh? You know what a catfish is? No. Evolution <laughs> of pollution. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly. good. No, I'm not eating into that. Well, I'm, I, I'm not into catfish either. But I'm I like into catching all them. Fish. No, having in a pond. Yes. Oh, do not tell Decorative. me that you're a catcher no. and releaser. Well, you're not going to eat it. Are you a catcher <laughs> no. and a releaser? No. It's no, like, you just to throw it on the shore. Hey, what look. do you do with it then if you're not going to eat it? What do you want me to put on? Hits his head against a tree. You want me to put on a grass skirt and jump in with my spear and no. wrestle them to the boat? You just told me that you, yeah, I would like for you to do that. You just told me you don't eat it, so what are you going to do if you catch it? Put it back. Remember that. Remember so you're that. a catcher and a releaser. That's yeah. dumb. Let me hook you with a hook in your cheek and then no. just take it out. What are you going to sit there with a little <laughs> net? Instead, why don't I hook you with a, in your cheek and so then pinch you on the head no. with a mallet till you <laughs> die? <laughs> that's well, better. That's what, better. What the hell else are you supposed that's to get right. the fish in there? Whistle? Well, Come on. that's mean to hook them with. The, you You hurt their little cheeks. Oh, they're oh, tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're tough. And you then take, when no. you eat them. You can't worry about that. No, you're tough. A circle you're of life. A good pair of like needle nose pliers, you'll what? get it out. That's all. No, yeah. I'm going to stick you oh. with a needle. I've been hooked in the face with a hook, an eagle claw. I, I can't wait to get two black eyes. Claw. Look, hey, from here on out, if you catch a catfish, just to make Linda happy, just 
offered up over to your neighbor. No, now she's going to have no, your, your neighbor, neighbor would probably I bet want your it. neighbor will eat it. No, now there's going to be PETA and animal rich. activist people all over oh, Will. It was yeah, Linda sure. Dominey. Will is a catch and release guy. Catch and releaser. Yes, and that should be PETA because that's inhumane to stick that in, just throw them back they in. Did you know? They they chop off the they head, really call it do. How do you know they can't fill it? Did they tell you? Because they can't feel you chopping off their head either, right? Yeah, little fish have no. They see the little hook and they just grab a hold of it and they ride up to the surface. It's and then a they scientific fact that there are no nerves around their mouth. Oh boy, you just here we go. We just got we down. just got scientific. You want to drop the mic on <laughs> Linda? <laughs> but I'll tell you, those that catfish. Was, I just catfish that up. Like, they shoot barbs on it at you, and they should. Like if you ca- if you hold it in the wrong place, if you don't grab oh, yeah. a hold of a catfish correctly, yeah. the barb will get yeah, you. Catfish are disgusting. No, shoot a barb in you. That's why they're good with hush puppies. I am very confused by Linda's and some dance I know it. She kills the fish, which is fine. I have no problem with it. But but she's trying to defend the fish that she's literally going to chop off the head. Or Did you hear how she catches so it? Throws the feed. And pick it up. Pick it up. With and, the then, net. and then how do you get it into the pot? Well, it, you got to. I don't. My husband does that. What does he He's do? He's country folk. What does he do to him? Clonk them over the head. I'm guessing he probably hits. <laughs> yeah, you got to hit him over the head. You got to kill him. <laughs> I'm guessing he probably hits it over the head. Hey, did you guys know Will off? has one other talent? What hidden talent that besides you... noodling? Uh huh. What else besides noodling? I don't know what it is. You do. You'll remember. Uh oh. Will is the best short order cook you have ever seen. That is the worst what? job in America. No, I am not. No. Oh, he Stop. is. No, and he every day he would come in and talk about making fries, <laughs> making no because I would Philly come sandwiches. In to DQP the next day with like all these red dots, like I had measles all over me, and I offered to go in with my our son-in-law. <laughs> he bought a sports bar and he was having trouble staffing it, so I'm sitting around at dinner and I'm trying to be a nice guy and offer. Well, I'll come up and help cook. Worst job in America. Does he still own that place? <laughs> no. No. Worst ever. He People, sold it? No, they were so weird in their cooks. They were just nah. Will volunteer to go help him out. It was a nice place, and there were nice people that worked there. Right, Will? <laughs> no. What was your favorite thing to grill up? Uh, probably the cheese sticks. Wasn't supposed to eat them, but I would. The cheese sticks? Me, yeah, the cheese sticks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd have my little cup of marinara sauce, and they'd always yell at you for eating. But you just act like it was no good or nobody got the order and you would set it all to the side and I would chow down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your son-in-law. Kind of like Is having, he not having log books when you were driving. No, not right? now. Yeah. No, he, he never knew. Oh. Yeah, he never knew. <laughs> he does now. No wonder why he's out of business. <laughs> yeah, I, Will I, just I, kept eating the product. I am out of cheese sticks. Didn't make any money off it. Will's just hiding it in the corner. I'm going to save that one for later. Many, many, many talents. Uh, That's hilarious. Uh, well, so you didn't enjoy being a cook, huh? Worst See? job ever. And we could have, and here I was thinking, oh my gosh, and we didn't cook, do a cook-off, you and I. You know what? I have to, uh, can I share one funny, like we're talking about the worst job in America. I just have to say this. And oh this is Lord. this is something I'm that we, we can my, edit this, right? My, uh, <laughs> okay. Y- you can edit if you if you truly need to, but this is like when Probably you when you hear this, 
So my grandfather worked with this guy at a meat processing plant, oh Lay's, Lay's Meat Company in Knoxville, Tennessee. And they go to church and they're like, hey, our grandkids need jobs. And I'm thinking, golly, why are you selling me up? I do not want to work. The place looked creepy. It was all dark, like a... It's got some... Like, it was horrible. So weird mental my, disorders my, when it comes to, like, The very first job that he had, it was throwing 50-pound bags of dextro sugar down this big old slide into this slimy-looking... I don't know, they ground up goats and whatever else for look like hamburger meat. And me and my buddy, he would be at the bottom... And I remember going so fast slinging these bags down that I fell down the chute. <gasps> I ended up in the meat, and the guy's like, this isn't working for you. So the next horrible job that... Hang on, hang this on, is why he's bald. Yeah. This is why he's this got all these issues. That's right. So you had to open up the sugar and pour the sugar down? Or are you just no, throwing just the sugar? The bag. No, I was slinging the bags down. He's so the, the bag, bag and he was showing up it. into the, the meat? meat? And the guy would be at the bottom catching them, and he would take a box knife, and his job was to get it Cut going. It open. I don't know what he was doing. And then you fell into the meat. Yeah, because I went to throw a bag, and he wasn't ready, and I was like, <laughs> I just, oh, no. She will. <laughs> so I just kind of went down with it. <laughs> kind of so, not do it. Yeah, and, you're, and the supervisor, he's got this stupid-looking hairnet and the little white look like doctor's coat on. He was like, that's not going to work. And I was more embarrassed for my papa. Like, God, he got me the job. Okay, hang on. <laughs> he got so, me the job, and I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I'm envisioning this big vat. Uh-huh. Creepy looking brick room. Some up type top. of meat that resembled hamburger meat. Is it like a roller chute? Or and just you just no, no, like a silver, like a silver slide. Like a slide. slide. It goes yeah, down into true. another so creepy like room. Into it like, a, like you were sliding yeah. into a pool. Exactly. Oh, it wasn't a pool, though. It, it was, was just like, meat. It was just a oh pile of meat. A vat. Yeah, whatever they chopped They would probably throw into like hot dogs and things like that. Yeah, whatever. Anything. Yeah. So the, oh. the guy with the net, and it was, oh, you couldn't even take your mate seriously. You're like, man, this job is horrible anyway. And this guy's talking to you. It's like horrible. He's it's my going, first day, and I can already tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Like he's going to coach you up like you're going to do better. I mean, you're throwing stuff down a meat vat. So <laughs> he pulls you off, and he's like, tomorrow I want you to show up. And he's, they give you these stupid little hooks with no gloves. and they're What's a hook? Like these hooks you have. You, you, have the, to, you hook the bags. You, you have to get them yeah. in your, uh, in your or fingers, the and they have hooks on them. And you were digging down in this big thing of frozen, I don't even know what it was, but it's like meat. eight Slabs hours. of meat. They're like 100 pounds. And I started complaining over that, and that was like two weeks. And then the guy's like, this is your, this is your last chance. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. And I was trying everything in the world to get fired, okay? So the very last job, he was like, okay, Monday I want you to be down in the washroom. And I'm like, what's the washroom? washroom? This must be like the the secret knock to where you get into like the club. Yeah. So I go over there and these hooks, like nothing's ever cleaned on the wall. Like everything is dark and depressing. Look like something very bad happened at this place. Oh, Lord. And there's a yellow hat like Gordon the fisherman. So the stupid looking hat. You have to wear it's yellow. Who is Gordon the fisherman? <laughs> I don't know. It's like the fish sticks, like the uh, oh, band, yeah, like yeah. Long, at Long okay. John Silver's, yeah. you know, the guy the in the boat. Sticks. No, I don't know, but okay, go on. <laughs> so there's no sanitary nothing in this place. The, the hat over there, it looked best hanging on the wall, but he's like, oh, try this on. You're like, oh, it just. It's, I had hair back then, so it was nothing. You know, you lost it due like to this that. toxic meat was, pile. You put it on your head, and it just you could just feel the filth on it. And this, he's like, oh, and here's a, uh, the stupid little 
you know, the Plastic yellow thingy. jacket that you had to wear. And it was, it came up to about here. So you're like, oh, okay. And then you had to put these rubber boots on. And uh, they were like 20 times too big. So you're walking and the toes <laughs> of them are just flopping around. He goes, follow me. And there's this tunnel that's like 100 yards long. And I'm like, what is this? And he flips on a conveyor. And then all these racks of, of weenies are coming down. <laughs> there's, there's seriously looks like a, a gazillion hot dogs on these. They're, they're like 10 foot long. There's this are they big attached old, one by it's, the it's other? A, it's a whole it's rack. A, it's so, like a link? No, it's like a whole rack. And then the, the rack, <laughs> the links of them are like dragging the floor, but they're not. I mean, it would they're probably be. They're just that long. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I finally realized what all the, the suit was. It was like weenie juice was in your ear <laughs> you're having you're having to lift up and you weren't even tall enough to get the racks of weenies off I'm gonna be like this. i i i did this Let's job just refer to his hot dog juice yeah. hey there's for, no reason to say anything other than hot dog juice for two days on the second day you you seriously had weenie juice in your okay, ears hot dog juice. in we your eyes and after that right there the second day i thought there is no way i couldn't even lift the racks off so i just will, will still has some of those juices in him i bailed out i said this job is not for me i could care less what my mama and papa say i am not going back and the funniest thing was that I was, was like, funny already i had to go pick my check up i was so embarrassed i was like dang he it took I don't walk, he took the walk yeah shoulder. i was like I felt like I let them down. Holy and, uh, mad I go get my will. paycheck, and I wish uh, that I had this because it was like the most oh horrible God. title. Do you know what my job title was? And nobody would believe this. So my job title was Weenie Watcher. Weenie Washer. It was that was my job title, and that place right there was the most horrible job ever in the history of jobs. They closed down not too not too long after that. <laughs> But it was. And the check was like for $18 and something. <laughs> it cost me more than that to even get down there. That is <laughs> so, <that's> <laughs> there you go. Oh there, my is my, there is my farewell story for you. So, yes. So how much editing do we need to do on oh that? Oh, my God. Robbie, our producer. Oh. Oh. I haven't laughed so hard. Oh, my God. I am, so I am years. crying. <laughs> So uh, I just want to say, hey, Corey, (laughs) Brett, Linda, for all the episodes that we've done, I honestly, I have had a blast for Alec, Ryan, Paige, Mr. Wolf, Robbie, all of our people behind the scenes, man. I started this journey with you on day one, and uh, it's been a blast getting to know every one of you, and uh, I wish you guys all of nothing but the best of luck and success, and I will continue to watch and y'all better not be serious with your guest over here. Okay? <laughs> I want somebody to talk the weenie washer story <laughs> that sits in this chair There's right here. There's not one of us in this room no. that ever wants to use the word weenie washer. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to tell you that. I don't know ever that we could again. ever type. No. I don't know that we'll we can. never. I've still ever. got tears well, well, coming out. Well, oh. we're glad you're going to still be with us. We appreciate you. We appreciate your humor, everything you bring. and, and You will be missed. Yeah, you will be missed. Why don't you... Uh, why don't you close it down for us with a famous one last time. One last, one last time. time. 
So, guys, as you could tell, we need all the help we can get on Beyond the Rig. So, subscribe to us any way you can on any mobile device. I mean, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, you name it. I mean, come on there and help us out. We would truly appreciate it. Let's give Will a great sound, a send-off by watching this episode. That's there right. And that's Thank it, you. guys. Thank you for watching Beyond the Rig or Let's listening. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking, America. We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 1010 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.